0: You're listening to audio from The Village Church, a community that's formed by the gospel and sent on God's mission, gathering weekly in the heart of downtown Hamilton, Ohio. For more information about The Village or to connect with us, you can
1: find us online at myvillagechurch.com.
2: Good evening. Well, he actually cut me off. Um, Good evening. Welcome to a family meeting of The Village Church. Um, Don't know if uh, all of you have been to one of these before, but if you haven't, just tee it up real quick. Um, we do these twice a year, uh, just as an opportunity for all of us to get together, or uh, or some of us uh, to get together, um, for uh, just just to chat about where we're at, what's going on, uh, where we feel like God has us as a church, what to look forward to in the next year, as well as to give you awesome space uh, to ask questions and talk about stuff as well. So um, that's what we're doing tonight. Uh, kind of two big chunks, uh, sort of the way we've structured this this evening. Um, talking about being a family. Uh, And then talking about being on uh, a mission together. And so you'll hear not just from the four of us tonight, but largely also from others uh, that are here sharing about their particular ministry or stuff that's going on, um, which is just really exciting. You don't have to listen to us all night. Just join me in prayer for the night and then we'll get started. Uh, God, thank you so much for uh, this family of people um, that we get to to call brothers and sisters. Um, We're glad that we have such a good dad uh, in you. And no matter our background, no matter where we come from, uh, how we know each other or don't know each other, we have um, uh, so much in common because of our need and dependence on uh, a new life in Christ. And so um, I pray tonight as we talk about the family and talk about the mission um, that we would just be reminded of, of what that is and how important that is that uh, all of us would maybe be convicted in some ways of uh, where we get to grow and let you in more into our lives and, and to lean into living as a family and, and living on mission. So stir our hearts tonight. um, Give us uh, maybe a a clear direction or maybe a next step that we can take um, towards uh, being obedient and following you uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit under um, an infinite amount of grace uh, towards figuring out what it looks like to be disciples, to make and mature, and make disciples, to to live and love and move together um, as a family called the Village Church. Um, We thank you so much for being a good dad. Thanks for your spirit who is in us and with us and among us tonight. And thanks so much for Jesus, uh, your son and our savior. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Uh, so we're going to do something a little different. Uh, since this is a family meeting, usually what happens at, at family meetings is uh, you get to like ask some questions and see what's going on and how people are doing. And so um, we'll, we're going to do that a couple of times tonight. Uh, there is someone or someones with uh, mics out there floating around, um, but we want to ask you... Uh, you can either do a show of hands, uh, maybe we'll do a show of hands. How many of you feel like you are uh, known by people here at the Village Church, that you are like deeply known, that people get you and know who you are? Good. Yeah, I see, I see one of those. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. Um, how many of you feel like you deeply know others here at the church? It's good, I think. Um, I want to ask you guys, like, in terms of making uh, relationships and people a priority, um, how many of you feel like you have the space or the margin or and maybe to prioritize relationships and and people uh, being the family that we've we've started talking about uh, here as a church? How many of you feel like you can prioritize people and relationships and community? A little bit less, which is I would kind of expect. Um, let me ask you guys a, a question, and uh, this is where the mic can get passed around a little bit. Um, uh, what are some of the, the barriers maybe for those of you who, maybe you could feel connected but still maybe be longing for more, or maybe you don't feel connected, or, um, or you're doing one of these things or whatever, like what are some of the barriers that, that you might have towards actually being able to be known or to know others deeply here um, at the village? We want to hear that stuff from you all. Anybody have anything? If you have some, raise your hand. And uh, we'll get you a mic. Uh, uh, Up in the sound booth. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's on. That
3: better? Ooh, there we go all right uh i'll break the ice i mean uh, in terms of like for our family practically it's it's uh i guess the way to put it would be people that want to connect being willing to meet us where we're at so like we i know we have a large family and that's not everybody but like to go somewhere is not always practical, and and I've noticed sometimes when people are like, "Yeah, let's get together," you're like, "Yeah, come over to the house." Like for some reason, that's like where it stops. Like so, I don't I don't know what that is, but that's kind of where we've noticed some of those things. And then also just, um, I think the other thing would be like, at least for us, people feeling like that they don't have anything to offer because well, we don't have as many kids as you, so what do we have to say? Or that's kind of how it comes out sometimes. And we just say, like, I mean, uh, we're, like, we still want to be friends. <laughs> like So yeah. So that's kind of where our hurdle is a lot of times.
2: Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, anyone kind of jive with any of that stuff at all? Mary, Mary seconds that. That's good. Um, yeah, do you guys have anything to share or speak to that at all?
4: It's a surprise question. I wasn't. I uh, didn't know if I should do that or not.
1: This not, is what you get when not we start all with stripping. questions. We can't have answers when we start with the questions.
2: What I would say to, like, kind of some of the stuff that, that Same Sam shared, like, I think one of the things we get to remember is that as a family, um, sometimes our presence is just enough, man. Like, sometimes that's the biggest thing that we get to offer. We're literally in, uh, in the book of Exodus, and one of the, the biggest things that is. The greatest thing that God's people have throughout this whole journey is whether they're out on the mountain or whether they're back in Egypt or whether they're wandering in the wilderness is is God's presence with his people. Like that's the thing that gives them certainty and confidence and power and hope and all those things. And so um, for us, like as image bearers of God, we get to be that for other people. And so I know uh, there are always people hurting and always circumstances and situations in which you may not know how to enter into in some way or feel like you have anything to give or offer or what help could I possibly be? And sometimes like your presence, uh, you might think that that's going to be a burden or you're just going to be getting in the way. But sometimes your presence is like one of the best ways that you could actually um, bear the image of God to somebody else uh, tangibly for them to be reminded that, hey, God's with me too. And this person who decided to... Eat grilled cheese with us, or uh, sit around while we change diapers, or whatever. Like, hey, this person's with us, and what a sweet reminder that, man, we, we have not just this community of people, but we have, uh, we have a heavenly Father who's with us all the time. So there's power just in the and presence and being with people. So carving time out to do that and not feeling like you're intruding, um, I think, is
1: huge. I will say to that, I mean, it, that's a, like that's your particular, you know, like uh, big family or whatever the the felt obstacle is, but everybody probably has obstacles that, ah, we feel like maybe we don't fit a demographic that looks like the majority of people around here, or we live in a different part of the community, and everybody's always talking about, or whatever it is, and so I, that that is true for any of that, and it's a vulnerable thing to say, like just to say, hey, I want to hang out, that's a vulnerable thing because there's room for rejection in that, and so what we get to do as a family mm-hmm. is like press in and say, hey, okay, let, let's Let's make that happen, and even if our families look different or our dynamics are different, and that's where we get to take ownership and step into that as well. So,
2: Yeah. Uh, hanging out and being a family isn't, isn't an event, right? Having people over or being with me doesn't have to be this big event that you do, but just can be inviting people into your ordinary stuff. Again, grilled cheese, spaghetti, and you know, whatever for dinner, leftovers. It could literally be whatever. Holland's really excited. Come over for leftovers. Um, <laughs> It's the pasta without sauce, which is strange, but that's what he likes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be this event. It, and honestly, like community and family, it shouldn't be. Like, it should just be an open-door policy, which is, for many of us who have absorbed suburban culture, is a really weird thing. Um, but, man, like, just having people over and being with people is, is great. It's one of the ways that we not only get to deepen um, just relationships, but it honestly helps us, and what we'll talk about later, being on mission and making disciples We get to disciple one another better when we actually are having more surface area and time together in the ordinary stuff of life. Um, We get to honestly disciple people in those moments and know people's hearts and see what's going on even better um, if we spend that time together. So, um, Any other questions or or thoughts or observations at all from your end before we move on?
1: For real, we we want to respond to you. If you have thoughts, we'll... Mr. Kirby? Thanks. So I know this is a a pretty big barrier for me personally. Uh, I travel a lot for work. Generally, you know, Tuesday through Thursday are the most common days that I'm away from home. Hey, baby. And um, I I know for community groups, you know, the most prevalent day is Wednesday. I think there's only one other community group that meets on Thursday. Um, Personally, I've only been able to make, you know, one this week because of work obligations that pop up. This year, I've only been m- able to make one this year, and I love it when I'm able to go. Um, but I was wondering if, you know, is that a challenge for anyone else? Just the fact that there's only kind of two days that are offered currently. I don't know if that's just me.
2: Yeah, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Is that a challenge for folks? Yeah. <coughs> Got me. <be>. Thanks, babe.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so actually, um, to second what Eric was saying, I think it's really difficult. Um, just like when there's only like a Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday yeah. in the mix. And Lauren and I were talking about like what would it be for us to sort of maybe start like something on a Monday, or hmm. maybe do something at the end of the week. But we're definitely new in terms of getting plugged in and stuff. But I think like more time for, for getting to know the body, I think, is uh, really good Just seconding what he said no
2: that's great thanks for that um to to throw that out there like man we would love to have more groups on different nights because we know that scheduling is is tough and different not everyone works nine to five and has Tuesdays and Wednesday nights free and so we want to make that available so if I'm literally saying like if anyone would be interested in doing that um feel free to let me know you can hit me up afterwards or shoot me people that are all interested in that we can maybe figure out and make something happen there because I want folks, I want it to be a joy and something that you get to go to and not like a, a burden, something that you're shut off of automatically because of your schedule or that you like are killing yourself just to be able to, to actually make it there. So um, so yeah, let me know. I would love to hear from you guys and if anyone else falls in that category too, when that would work. Thanks for that. That's helpful. Um, do, yep. Okay.
5: Anyway, what was I going to say? I was going to say with our group, uh, we've been a part of several. We've always been willing to, like, take a vote for or take everybody's word in to consideration for moving the days. And it seems like every time we move the day for pretty much a specific couple or couples of people, they just end up not coming (laughs) for a different reason. That is honestly (laughs) bullcrap. (laughs) <laughs> it is it is so anyway Thanks, yeah. Ma'am. I was going to say usually community group leaders are willing to switch days for people to accommodate you to be able to come Does that
2: make sense? <laughs> yeah that's true too yeah uh, and maybe that's just an important point like we're uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays aren't sacred like your groups can shift around and move wherever accommodates the group and we've had groups do that shift around and move from Thursday to Tuesday or Wednesday to Tuesday we've had folks do that and that's good we, we love that So, um, yeah, there's nothing sacred about those nights. Um, Just want to give some space. Do you guys want to share anything, Uh, paint a picture of clear expectations around what it looks like to be a family or cast a vision for being a family or whatever? You guys want to speak to any of that at all?
4: Don't want to jump ahead on discipleship stuff. Um, I think we just want to be honest and say, like, gosh, I'm growing in this as well. I know when Michael and I got to go to Guatemala last year, almost at this time, they're so open and so inviting, and I, I felt guilty instantly because I know that's not how I grew up, and that's not how I even view today. i like, you come to my door, like, honestly, I'm like, oh, uh, hey, yeah, come on in. Okay, cool. And, like, I don't want to just be like that, I don't want to have you scheduled five months out either to come out and do something. So we want you guys to be aware that there are, like, social barriers sometimes to just feeling like, is this, is this all right for someone just to pop by? And, like, maybe for the chases, that's, like, a thing where they just say, yeah, pop by, but... I think communication is huge. Like, we want to grow in, in my friendship to you, and we want you to be able to invite us over. And sometimes it's just an awkward thing. It's almost like a relationship in junior high where you're just like, do they like me? Should I pass them a note? Is this like, are we doing this? And, like, what if they don't want to? And, I and so it's just weird, but that's what a family gets to do, where I just talk about stuff and say, hey, like, man, I would love to hang out with you sometime. I don't know if that's what you want to do. I don't know if there's a night that's better, but could we, could we hang out because we care about you deeply. We're Just jumping into it is the most helpful thing to do.
6: Yeah, and, and I think I would just say to that that family families are messy. I know our family is messy. I know these guys, their families are messy. And if you're going to be a part of the, the body of Christ and, and, and really press in and, and have deep relationships, you got to know it's going to be messy. You're bringing your own stuff, and, and you're going to find stuff in people's lives. But don't let that, again, be a barrier to um, finding community and, and being known and uh, knowing other people. And so just the expectation of it. it Families, families are messy. There's no perfect family that I know of, and certainly the body of Christ at the village is not a perfect family, but you're, we're, we're broken and, and we're trusting the gospel. So just don't let that be a barrier.
1: Doesn't happen by accident. Uh, it, we'll talk a lot about this probably, but you guys in this room, um, the majority of you being members and, and contributors and, and taking ownership in this family, you get to build the culture that you that you desire, and so uh, whether that's uh, like you know, Ken said, a, a space for a community group on an, on another night, or gosh, I just don't feel like people are very well. Like then, just be very whatever that is. Um, but it doesn't happen by accident. And you know, eleven year old, twelve year old, me and Kim, we're doing stuff and work stuff and schedule stuff and sports stuff and so easy, if, if we weren't intentionally saying, hey, like, we got to be a family, then we wouldn't be a family, we would just be this disjointed, you know, like, uh, wreck or mess or whatever, Adam's throwing shade at our family over there, so, like, you, you have to say, hey, like, I mean, if, if you haven't had this conversation with yourself, with your community group, with your, with your own family, like, what does it look like for us to be a part of this church family? And then you get to say, okay, well, what are the rhythms that? And it could be something like, okay, once a month, we're gonna we're gonna share a meal with somebody that it could be like the most awkward, <clears throat> like that's the thing, like. But but you guys, we collectively get to be a part of building that culture, and so, um, and it has to be intentional, and and a lot of that comes with what does it look like to be the church, and rather than. Just saying, well, that's, that's what it's not for me. Say, well, that's what I'm going to be for it. And so I say all the time, like, sometimes you get to need the church in times of hurt and all that stuff. And sometimes you get to be the church. That doesn't happen by accident. So.
2: Yeah. That's really good. Um, we want to just share some opportunities for us to, to actually gather and, and be the church and maybe experience that family stuff in some ways. And so I want to let Matt share for just a minute about the worship night that's mm. coming up. Yep.
4: I'm kind of sharing in place of Angie Dickens. She is the deacon of the prayer team. And I am um, working with her um, on setting up the next prayer family worship night on March 25th. It's here at 7 to 8 p.m. on a Wednesday night. And so this is just an invite. But um, what's what's exciting about that is... You know, Sometimes we have music, sometimes we have a lot of scripture reading, and sometimes we have moments for prayer. But we're desiring to grow in prayer and to just, like, like we talk about with culture a lot, make that something that's normal around here. And so um, on that night, March 25th from 7 to 8, we will be doing some, some worship, singing through the, um, the Guatemala team that, that, gosh, that God would use them in specific ways. And for me, as I'm growing in prayer, um, man, I'm, I'm reading this book. I just want to give a shameless plug. I talked to our band about this on Thursday night, and Michael actually talked about it in the gathering today, so I think this is not my accident. It's a nine-marked book on prayer. It's really small, but it's really good, and it's just been really convicting on how our prayer lives, I'll speak for myself, is just very shallow and immature in a sense, where I I pray often, if I'm honest, but it's very, like, one-sided things, and so what we're trying to do in this thing and throughout our church is to just grow in all the different ways we might be able to pray. We have to pray through scripture. We have to pray for our city. We get to pray for others. We get to repent of sin. We get to praise God for his characteristics and who he is. And so that's one of the goals for our specific times of prayer. That that doesn't feel like we're sitting there for an hour and being like, you know, are we doing this? Are we done? but that it's engaging and we have specific things that we're gathering with and we're meeting over there or we're going to talk about this or we're laying our hands on somebody to pray. And so we want to invite you guys into that as we grow in in that time. Um, I think that is the big thing we wanted to say. But, um, yeah, so we want to invite you into that. If you have questions, let me know. Um, If you have anything for Angie, she couldn't be here tonight, but she cares deeply about this, and so we're thankful for her as well.
2: Yeah, that's March 25th uh, from 7 to 8. So. I want to invite uh, Rick Meyer up to share something new that we're doing this year. Well, sort of new, but kind of new.
7: Um, yeah, you want to share about man camp? Yeah, um, I'm Rick. This year uh, was our first You're man you Rick this year? Gotcha. I'm sorry, <laughs> was Rick this year. I just didn't know Middle this name last is Matthew. Um, first time we're going to do a man camp village, and you may be asking yourself, what's man camp? Well, um, man camp is a weekend of men camping. Thanks, Rick. You're welcome. Uh, it's on May 15th through 17th. And a little bit of backstory, uh, about three years ago, three and a half years ago, a guy from Crossroads asked me to go to man camp. It's a it's a thing that started there uh, with them. And then I thought, man, this is really cool. And I was like, but I don't really, I didn't really know the people I was with. I was like, how rad would it be if, if we had like a village group do this? And so two years ago, I, I conjured up enough men to come with me um, to Crossroads, man camp, and... Uh, it was it was mind blowing how um, deep how relational how intense it was uh, the first night I'll never forget um, you know because I'm you know I I kind of put this thing together you know but I didn't really feel like I had like this grand vision of what it would be but I just wanted to be a you know a time of guys to get together and share and grow and be men and um, and be off from life and and in work and, and being a dad and a, and a husband and all those things and just kind of be around a fire there's something just I feel like magical that happens around a fire um, and you just have time it's like a community group it ends and you just like I wish we had more time mm-hmm. but this was like a weekend of time and one of the guys is like we just started chatting and he's like I've never told anyone this before but and he just shared like his heart and I was like oh crap like, this is like, this is like, I wasn't ready for this. Like, this is like sacred ground. Like, he's inviting us into his life, his struggle, his past, his, you know, all these different things. And so we just got to to walk through that weekend with him, and, 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 and that just opened a door, and all of a sudden, you know, and this guy's like, ah, you know, this, and then just like, wow, I didn't know that. I've been sitting next to you for five years at church, and, you know, we never went there. But then this weekend is an opportunity to do that. All that to say, uh, Crossroads isn't... They're doing something different this year. And so a couple other Man Camp Village guys, we were like, well, what should we do? We want to keep doing this. And so we're like, well, what if we did it on our own? So this is a wild experiment. (laughs) But we're really prayerful over this event. Um, We're really hopeful that it's a time that we can just create space um, to do something different, to do like turned off your brain when I said camping. If you don't camp, like, come. Uh, that's part of the, the gig is, like, not – it's not, like, a bunch of dudes, although we had a bunch of dudes that know how to camp. But that's not, like, it. Like, it's more of just, like, putting yourself out there. And Like, when was the last time you did something hard, something uncomfortable, something out of the ordinary, um, and allowed God to really to, – to shape you and, and try to uh, convict you? Um, so that's what we're hoping. It's going to be May 15th through 17th, all weekend, You're either in, you're out. You can't come and leave. It's just up the road um, at my dad's farm. Um, Is that it? Myvillagechurch.com dot com forward slash man camp. Slash man camp. We're praying it rains. If it rains, you're gonna get wet. We just wanna we wanna do we wanna do stuff. Tough stuff together. One time at man camp, I know you don't have time for this, but there was like a like a a hurricane coming through, and like just the winds blowing, and it was just—I mean, it was intense. But our campfire was the only fire that didn't go out among like 1,500 men because of some sweet campers we got. But there's no electricity, there's no cell phones, there's there's acres of bathrooms, um, so there's plenty of those, and um, it's not weird
1: not weird it's natural
2: it's
7: natural it's like it's pretty much like the garden
1: and you're wanting people to do this <laughs> and i'm wanting people you should to reiterate this. that part yes i yes. think so you're convinced them
7: not to no so um you just have to be 18 or older and you got to be willing to uh give yourself to the process um there'll be people that'll pray for you will have worship um it's gonna be good
2: thanks rick appreciate it um so those, those longer experiences together, uh, as Rick was talking, um, also just remembering that there's a group of, of men wanting to go to, together for the Gospel Conference this year, as well as a group of ladies that are going to the Gospel Coalition Women's Conference as well. Um, I think you can still hop in on those if you're interested. Um, so yeah, let us know. We can connect you with those people. Um, kind of the, the, uh, the complement to those sorts of experiences is like that regular weekly gathering, and so groups... I'm looking out here and know that most of you are connected or able to connect with a, a community group. And so I think my stirring and encouragement to you all would be to invite other people to join your group. Um, to, to be mindful of those who haven't showed up for a few weeks or several weeks or months or whatever, um, who have maybe never set foot in a group before. Um, because those times, like Rick was talking about, where, you just, where it doesn't necessarily have to end at 8 p.m. and you get to you know, go on talking throughout the night or whatever, those are sweet um, awesome times. And those are, those are also rare times. Um, and sometimes those times can be made more sweet by the fact that we've spent, uh, we've spent time and we've prioritized uh, those weekly opportunities to just get together and be in each other's faces, even if it is only for, for two hours, to say, this matters. Um, you matter. Uh, and, and so we're going to show up and let God maybe work in us or through us uh, in small ways. And so I just want to encourage you guys. Um, thank you if you're connected to a group and investing. Um, like Adam said earlier, it can be really messy, um, and it can feel fruitless at times, but man, it, it, bears fruit. Um, and we can attest to that, um, because we get to look over the church and see lots of pockets of things happening. And so we're just really grateful, um, for all of you who are connected, who are leading. Um, and so our encouragement to you, man, invite people in. If you think it's valuable, which hopefully you do, if you carve out time to be there every week, um, man, invite other people into enjoying that as well and to learning from them and growing along with them. Um, So that's my encouragement to you guys. Again, if you have different days or times you'd like to meet, let me know. I would love to chat. If you want to lead a group, um, I would love to talk with you uh, about that and and figure out how we can make that happen. So um, that's groups. Michael, you want to chat about membership, Village Gate stuff for this year?
1: I will just say, uh, what is the date? May, 5th, 3rd, 5th, 5th 3rd Bank. That's what it says there. Uh, May 3rd, uh, Village Gate. Um, And so, again, part of that. What we do in that time, it's it's really just a condensed like this is who we are, and like uh, you know we we frame those conversations around gospel community mission, let you get to know us a bit more. But then, uh, and and again, the majority of you guys have been a part of that, and so if you have not been and you've been hanging out with us, please be a part of that. But then for you who who are are uh, members of this family already, I would just say like that's an opportunity one. If you haven't been in years and years and love hanging out for a few hours, um, for real, spend time in that room. And the beauty is we get to hear it a little bit and we get to meet new people because we know that, that that's an issue. Um, that's a, that's a good issue that most of the conversations on Sunday when I sit in the back and people say, who are all these people? And I say, I, I don't know. I think I'm supposed to <laughs> like that is that is tough for me. Um, and so it creates, man, I, I think, did, did we have this conversation and that, that's really tough. And so I'm trying to like, uh, not, not only like remember, but anything short of like taking photos of you so that I, <laughs> you know, remember you next time, but, but also just trying to engage. So I encourage you all, like uh, there's this uh, portion of scripture. What, what I want you to know is that membership in the village is not just a three hour class. And so for all of us, this is uh, Paul uh, writing in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians. He says, so, so being affectionate, desire, uh, affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. Two sides. Gospel, which makes us a family, and being willing to share our whole selves. And that means that, that you guys are just as much a part of um, membership and the process because what you are is no matter what we say in the class or up here. And so please don't run from the fact that you don't know half the room, run, run to those people and, and try to engage.
2: That's good. Thanks. I um, want to share a little bit about some of the kids stuff that we have going on here. And so um, Katie Debink, boom, I um, want to invite her up to share um, just for a couple minutes about Kayville, what's going on there and where they're at at the moment. So. Come on up. You're welcome.
8: Um, Yeah, basically, I couldn't pass up an opportunity to recruit. (laughs) 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 But um, truth be told, kind of like Scott said about groups uh, coming into tonight, just recognizing that when I look at our members, majority of you are serving. And if you're not, like I know most of the stories or reasons are like there's not this come on, people. Um, it's more of, like Scott said, at a call to encourage people to invite others in to join you in serving, um, because most of you really are, and I love that about our team. I love that when I look at our um, Big K-Ville, our grade school teachers, we have adults who are, who want to be in there and who are um, putting great time and preparation into their lessons, and the kids are getting. Awesome curriculum, but also relationships with the adults that are in there. Um, And so I do just ask, whether you're serving in Kayville or not, um, as a part of a member of the church to just continue to help us by inviting other people in who are in your community group um, or who you're getting to connect with. Um, if you are serving in Kayville for me it's been in the past a good place to say well I serve in this room if you think you want to try it out you could just come alongside me and not that every class is a great place to hang out and connect but you're in space together and serving together and it is a good um, just place to um, welcome people into that and then just kind of I try to share within our KVIL team of people some of the ongoing things about what we're doing and why, but I know that that doesn't always make it out to everybody. And so just little things like um, we try to guard heavily the health of our team and keeping our team members serving once a month and not more than that. And so (coughs) when there are holes in the schedules, we don't want anybody in our team to feel like the weight of KVIL is on them solely and that if you say no to fill like to filling in this hole, um, Kayville won't happen, and and that we're okay with occasionally having to close a class. And that happened this morning, just that our fourth, fifth, and sixth graders stayed out here with the adults. Um, It does make the need aware, but it's not that we're trying to guilt people like, look at this, they have to sit out here, we don't have enough volunteers. Listen to frogs. Um, And so I appreciate that our leaders support that so that we don't have to burn out our people who are committed to serving and that um, you know we are working really hard to shuffle and make sure that the classes are there because as Erin and I think about what classes to close, like, yes, the older kids are capable of sitting out here, but they have awesome teachers who are volunteering to teach them. And so I hate to close them off and... But it was good too, like as they sat out here today, Elise took a crazy amount of notes that she was supposed to report back to Kelly, <laughs> which was awesome, I know. She was telling me along the way, so thanks for that plug. <laughs> um, so yeah, just that if you're considering Kville, know that we do try to keep your life healthy. And if for everybody, as classes are closed, I think know that that's gonna happen sometimes on occasion. And that that's okay. It's not a, again, it's not a guilt trip. It's just, here's where we're at today, and we need to close so that we can keep our team healthy and keep our kids safe. So I think that's it for my end. That's
1: good.
2: Thanks, Katie. Yep. Thanks. Uh, real quick, um, we have, if you're on the bridge team, could you raise your hand? Thank you. We've got a few of you here tonight. Um, I know if, if you don't have teens, you're probably this is probably invisible to you, which is a shame. Um, we'll do a better job at this, but like the student group that we have for 7th through 12th graders, they meet on Thursday night. Um, it's incredible. It's a really great thing that's happening here, and it's been happening now for over a year, um, and so we wanted to give you all a glimpse into what uh, some of that is, and so Sienna, uh put together uh, a little happened over the last year, so I, th- I think we have that. Uh, if not, we'll invite them up to just ask some stuff out. You know, <laughs> what, what it's been. sure, absolutely. Uh, um, so, if you don't know, it's seventh to twelfth graders Thursday nights seven to eight thirty p.m. back here at uh, in the the youth room that we have out here now. The Bustles, Patrick and Jody, they uh, they lead that group, um, but man, they have a, a wonderful team um, of folks who come alongside them and and support them and just love the kids. Well, it is a mix of community group and also uh, sermonette kind of stuff too. Um, They track along with what we're doing. So when we talk about uh, frogs, they talk about frogs. Like they're tracking along with what we're doing on Sunday mornings, which is really cool. Like it gives them a space to be able to engage um, around those things in a way that like meets them right where they are and what's going on. And also space to relate and they have fun and there's games and stuff too, but it's It is solid, and I'm super grateful that our 7th and 12th graders get that and that my kids will one day get to do that as well. So, was that good buffer time? Yes, sir. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Good? Is yeah. that it? Cool, we we'll just, okay, very good.
1: I brought that's
2: okay. Um, man, uh, some of you saw, you may have known the Stanley James, and Lauren uh, up there. They recently um, moved uh, to Harrison, and their life's up there now, so we lost them, which is a bummer, they were um, a huge part of that team. But, um, with the man, it, if you have a desire um, and a love for seventh through 12th graders, um, we would love uh, to, to have you join Um, this team. Uh, It's a great team to be part of. You don't have to be a theological whiz or have some degree or whatever. If you care about kids and you're safe and we background check you and that comes back clean um, and we know you and you're a member here uh, because again part of making our kids safe is checking you out. Uh, But man, we would love to have folks uh, be a part of that team to give that team some rest because they go at it uh, every single week all year. Um, And so we would love to give that team some rest and also just have some other folks to come alongside them so the students can connect We're gonna have uh, a bubble as time goes on. All those young kids that you were used to if you've been around for a while, like a a bigger team that could surround them and know them and have some more personal relationships with them. So if you're interested at all in that, um, please let me know uh, or connect with the Bustles um, and uh, we would love to talk with you about that. So uh, last thing real quick under kids is uh, VBS. Uh, I have um, this many details to share with you about VBS besides the fact that we are, are going to do it uh, we just haven't had a chance to come together with some of the key players to figure out when that's going to be and, and what that's going to be. Uh, so stay tuned. If you would like to be a part, however, of that team uh, to make it happen, again, let me know. Uh, I would love to let you in on what that's looked like in the past as well as what we're thinking about for uh, this year um, and invite you into this conversation. So um, all that to say, uh, do you guys have any questions about anything that we have discussed so far before we move into the mission piece of our night? Any questions about anything that we have covered or related to that that we have not that you really wish we would have?
6: Finances are coming up, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's the best part of the night. We don't want to give that away. Otherwise, you'll just leave after we do finances. The best. (laughs)
1: The
2: best presentation. Cool. We did a good job. I think so. Crystal Um, clear. Crystal clear. (laughs) Clear as mud. Uh, So talking about being on mission as a church, this is kind of the other half of our night tonight. Um, And so like we talked about being a family, um, show of hands, how many people feel like they are equipped, uh, know what they're doing, know what it looks like uh, to make disciples?
1: Uh, Yeah,
2: one hand. You can't put up two hands. can't put up two hands. One hand. All right. So there's a few of you. There's a few of you. Um, How many of you have experienced a discipleship relationship in the past? Maybe you, maybe you don't know what it looks like for you to do it, but you have been maybe on the receiving end of that. So more. Okay. That's, that's really good. Um, Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I'm curious to know what you guys, more of you have experienced that on the receiving end than on the giving. And so just curious about for you, what do you feel like it is that you need or that you're lacking. Um, that may, like, I could do this now, what's that thing that's missing, or or what's, is there confusion, is, like, what is it that maybe is a barrier for you to pursue that? Yeah, Mr. Mulberg. Uh,
9: One thing that I think is interesting when I talk to a lot of people, if they've been to college and were Christians in college or became Christians in college, I think that discipleship looked like some kind of parachurch ministry, And so I think what I'm interested in is is the reason why more hands are up on the second part and not the first is what happens when we're in a different season and not in a particular like, you know, ministry like that. It's more organic, but how do you take something that should be organic and not have it be a – I don't know if any of that makes sense, but I think that's stage, life stage, and not – in another thing
2: yeah Yeah. no that's a full observation
1: I mean that's <clears throat> is that like resource schedule time I mean is that the, the conclusion that you're making or is it like ah like just the next phase you're not really <laughs> sure what it looks like when you don't live on campus or you don't live like is that I don't, think I,
9: don't think, I think I think I'm just saying that's an observation as a, is that the reason why Like, all of us who raised our hand, the second part, was it when we were younger? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think it was just an observation of what if. Is that why? Is that what it was?
2: Is that a thing? So raise it, like, show of hands maybe, or somebody have something to say? Ken? Okay, good. Ken, go ahead.
0: Um, Speaking from my personal experience, it might sound like the majority of that discipleship when people were younger occurred in different settings. Um, from my experience, my discipleship experience has been through formal settings, commitments that, um, you have to make, you know, a year, two years, three years, mm-hmm. and they're constant. So whether it was on a weekly setting or bi-weekly setting, you always knew what to expect and you, and there was also a sort of requirement for you. It wasn't necessarily like, we're going to meet at the coffee shop. Let me go ahead and call a brother or a sister and try to form a relationship that way, um, I found that the st- structured setting was really helpful for me, <laughs> um, but I don't know if anyone also has something to share along those lines.
2: Yeah. So formality, yeah, Mike. Mr. Knudsen, you're in the wrong spot. Just uh, no way you're Just throw it. You'll catch it.
10: <laughs> awesome. The yeah. So I, I would say. Um, it almost goes hand-in-hand with the barrier to the, the first question. And so for, for me, it, it would honestly just probably be time because it would have to happen, what, like early in a, on a s- Saturday morning, so no, now that we're done with the uh, the class we were a part of. Um, you know, and I live in Westchester. to work a little bit farther east in Mason. So even to, like, to meet up with a guy at lunch, just it's not going to happen because, to my knowledge, no one works next to me or anything. Um, and so I think it would, it would almost be geography and time because it, it's not going to happen on a weeknight just because other commitments that Liz might make um and so if it happens early in the morning it's kind of the same problem Mm -hmm. and so a lot of it for me would be geography um and and probably even a okay if this is a dude who's like in college or recent graduate I think it'd be more comfortable if I was the discipler but otherwise I I probably feel pretty inadequate I'm more comfortable leading accountability in our discipleship group in a group discussion Mm -hmm. versus like one-on-one stuff so there's probably a two-part of geography and plus like mm-hmm. Unless you're, like, 12, I don't know if I'm the person, you know? So there's kind of a two-part issue there.
1: Sounds like the student group is for you,
2: buddy. Yeah. yeah, there you go.
11: Is this on? Okay. I was going to say the same thing about, um, sorry, uh, I'm 29 years old. My oldest kid is three. I've been a believer for five years. What do I, who the heck am I going to disciple? Like, I, I just, like I have no parenting wisdom to offer anyone because my oldest is three, the jury's still out how he's going to turn out. So I don't, and you know, and it's like, and, oh, and I've been married almost seven years. It's not like I've been, you know. So the people that I'm around usually um, are people who I'm like, hey, tell me how you do this because I want it. So it's not like I have nothing. What am I, heck am I going to offer someone who's not 12? Like Mike said. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's for me, I've been discipled a lot more probably by choice because I put myself around older women yeah. or um, Corey and I had, had a great, have a great guy, a counselor in our life who's like discipled us. Um, or so, you know, people who can say, yeah, I've been married 50 years. Well, great, I can't offer, you know, so I think that's the bigger thing, like, and if maybe if it were more formal, if, could maybe there are younger women that could benefit from the limited knowledge I do have, but I don't know where they are, mm. and that, <laughs> that would, if that makes sense.
5: Yeah.
2: Yes, Yes.
5: Um, I can speak to that for one second, or 20 minutes. Um, I am 39 years old, I have been a Christian since probably I was five. I have a 19-year-old child, uh, a 17-year-old, a 9-year-old, a 7-year-old. I have no idea what I'm doing either. (laughs) Uh, Like, absolutely no idea. Some things I've got, like you change their diapers, like you feed them. Like, those things are important. Those things can be done. Uh, Ask me a theology question. I might know the answer, but I probably am getting it wrong all the time, every minute of my life, and I've been living this thing since I was five years old. Um, So I definitely see where you're coming from, but I was gonna say the exact same thing. Mm. What do I have to offer someone? Mm. I know very little. And I have the same problem that the Canoesans have. We don't live near very many people. Uh, We're kind of remote. Our community group is incredibly small. We don't have a lot of people to connect with. I mean, you know, so we have, all of those barriers as well. But also maybe we make it kind of difficult because we see, you know, we hear these stories of like, oh, I've been meeting with Michael every week for, you know, a year and a half and it's been so fruitful. But maybe that's just not what it looks like for everybody all the time. Um, So I think maybe to like box in discipleship in that Mm -hmm. way is kind of unfair because I can say that I've been in discipleship relationships in my life, but they never looked like that. It might have just been that, like, we texted each other a couple times. And when we saw each other on Sunday morning, like, just that hug and that encouragement to, like, keep going. And maybe you share scripture. And maybe you pray every now and then. And, like, maybe that's what your discipleship relationship looks like. And it's not like a once a week at 5 a.m. Because if you want to meet with me during the week, you're going to have to get up way earlier than that. No kid, I mean, we meet at 3 (laughs) a.m. That's what I got for you. So... (laughs) i'm like maybe it just doesn't quite look the same for everybody all the time
6: so so that's what i would say i mean this has been super helpful um one thing i would say is you have the gospel and you have the spirit no matter where you are in your journey you have the gospel and the spirit and discipleship is intentionally bringing those things to bear in someone else's life first applied your own life and then in other people's lives so there's people that are on on you know or baby Christians that you could build into, and there's people on the other side that have whatever, been married 50 years, but that doesn't mean they know what a healthy marriage looks like either. So um, I think the other thing I would say to Joe's point, that what I was thinking, man, seasons of life do, I mean it matters. And I, I was never part of a parachurch discipleship, organized. So it's looked very different in my life, much like meeting with somebody at 5, 5, six, 6:30 in the morning. Sometimes we can meet like Eric. I travel a lot too, so sometimes it's a text. I can't it's broken. So, but I don't think, I, that can be a barrier, but I don't think that should stop us from pursuing those relationships. But just to encourage you, you have the gospel and you have the spirit. And, and, and relying on that and being intentional, to me when I think about this, it's more than just hanging out. It's, it's getting to know one another and being able to apply God's truth and what he thinks about us in very particular situations in your life. And I think even if you're not good at that now, the way you get good at it is by doing it. Yeah. So.
2: And I think there's also this like crazy pressure. I know Sam, we're probably gonna have to move on. I'm sorry. Um, there's this crazy. I know. Uh, <laughs> Nate has 20 minutes of finance stuff. So, uh, I, so uh, the- I know. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, man, like, I think we we put a lot of artificial pressure on ourselves when it comes to this. You are not the rabbi. You are not the teacher. Like you are a follower you're a disciple and so to disciple someone else is just to to follow after jesus together and so you have the spirit you have jesus you have the word you have one another and so like you don't have to have it all figured out you you don't have it all if you wait to have it all figured out you never ever will so like it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be like this person that you you think you're in this elevated stage of life and so you're more whatever than someone else before you pour into them No, like get together with other people that are your peers or older than you. And there's, I promise you, there's stuff that you can learn from people that are younger than you and, and vice versa. I've been in those situations all the time. So I guess what I want to leave you with is
1: who, who
2: are the people, who is the person that you would want to disciple that, and and maybe that's the thing, like there's not a person on your mind that you want to do that with, but this is what Jesus called us to do. This is the great commission. If we're not, if we, we don't do anything else in the church or outside the church, making disciples is the thing he has called us to do. So who is the, and then, and then what's it look like for you to pursue after that? Um, and maybe it's three in the morning, um, or maybe it's random texts when you can or whatever, but it takes, it takes purpose and intentionality and commitment. And that's sometimes why you're holding a baby and changing diapers or whatever, and you're on the phone. And sometimes it's, Uh, lunch breaks at work, or whatever that happens to look like, Um, but man, this is what God has called us to, and so we get to shed that, punching myself in the face, shed that artificial pressure that we have on ourselves, and let Jesus be Jesus, and let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit, let the Father be the Father, and let the Word be the thing that we come back to, right? That's what we get to do together.
1: We get to help others follow Jesus, and if you, I mean, this is helpful for me, and like, so this sends me into a like a spiral, and I'll, like, look at a whiteboard for, you know, the next three weeks and try to solve this problem. It's not a problem to be solved like that. It it takes intentionality, and, and there are things that we, like, The but the biggest thing is, I, I think, I don't think about relationships like I'm discipling you. Just, if you stop that and say, hey, we're helping other, we're helping one another follow Jesus, that's entirely different than would you like me to help you follow Jesus? And so there's that, just that alone. Like, you know, Elijah shared a couple weeks ago or whatever about he and I meeting together weekly. And, and you know these guys do that. I've never said, Elijah, like, this is, this is the way, like, are you taking notes, Elijah? Like, And what he shared was, I think I've shaped Michael a little bit, you know, which is, which is true. And so it's symbiotic, and, and it can be natural, and it can be seasonal. But at the end of your day, like, I guess this is what I would say, at the end of your days, Knowing what Jesus says about life and mission and, and our call, and it doesn't have to look like you think that it looks if if you can't look back and say man i i poured I wrung my life out, investing in the kingdom, doing my part to make disciples, then my guess is certainly something was amiss, and so for and this might be the last thing I say tonight it won't be but I we we have to be a church that is decisively disciple making, and that's not just from us. We we are figuring that out. I don't I don't ha- I have the same insecurities, Bailey, mm-hmm. for real. And so it's 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 just being willing and uh, and to demystify. I know we talked about the little blue disciple book discipleship book by Nine Marks. Uh, if you want to walk through that with somebody, man, hit me up. I would love to talk you know, about that with you. But if not, if you read that book, it, it, it literally like obstacles to disciple making and all those are in there. And so it's just kind of like, oh, it's not this real tight, fine thing that has to look like their relationship or that, but, but it should be an intention of your life that because we have the spirit, it should bear fruit.
2: Um, just want to encourage you there are if you don't know what that does look like um, there are some free resources on the website under the learn page um, some studies that you can go through a thing that michael made about that blue discipling book um, that he just mentioned gospel-centered life stuff gospel could do that can be an easy first place to start obviously open up the word um that's that should be your first thing that you go to as well so um There's stuff there. Uh, I want to give voice to some opportunities we have uh, on a regular basis and some that are uh, new or whatever that are coming up um, to do this discipleship thing together. And so I want to invite Kelly up to share a bit about Rooted, which is a monthly women's discipleship uh, opportunity.
12: I'm Kelly. Beth Vandenbark and I lead Rooted and women's discipleship stuff, but right now it's mostly Rooted. Rooted is a monthly women's gathering where women who want to learn more about God in community show up, and we do that together. What is unique about Rooted and fun is that we are looking at topics or themes, usually in a three-month series, sometimes uh, a month longer or shorter, And we're looking at topics or themes that are woven throughout the scriptures. So like what I like to explain is in a Bible study, typically you're picking one book of the Bible and you're zooming way in. You're going line by line. You're taking a long time through it and you're figuring out everything about that book. At Rooted, we are kind of zooming out and we're looking at how do the different books of the Bible connect together? What is consistent throughout um, the Testaments or the... The different books that we see and how are they all tied together, which is fun and I think it's a unique opportunity that doesn't happen in a lot of other places. So um, in March we have our third of three, uh, rooted on the series um, that was about the sacrificial system. It's been really cool so far, overwhelming. I always get in over my head and that was no different. And so uh, the ninth, which is a week from tomorrow, we're doing the last one, but it, they're standalone. So if you've not been to the first two, you're not missing anything by showing up. On the third one, and we're talking about the place, so where the sacrifices are offered. We're going to talk about the tabernacle, the altars, and then also ritual purity and how that affects, which sounds ridiculous, but it's interesting. So come, don't be scared by that. And then I'm, as always, really excited about the next series. Uh, April through June, we are going to do a timeline geography series. Uh, The last month, April, May, June, we'll talk about the New Testament. In May, we are going to talk about the intertestamental period. I'm like a kid at Christmas with this. That is the the 400 years in between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and I guarantee most of us know very little about it. And so we are going to talk about what happened culturally, what was happening um, with the governments, and how did that affect what we jump into in the New Testament um, when we see Jesus come on the scene. I've been listening to some podcasts. I'm really excited about it. So join us for all of those. You should join us for all of those because they're all really interesting. And it's a great place to meet women that aren't in your community group that maybe don't sit next to you on a Sunday morning um, and just get to kind of chat and hang out with people you don't always get to talk to. Maybe meet someone that you might want to meet with for discipleship. That's my little crossover. So um, also for that timeline geography series, if that sounds exciting and you also are a nerd and want to research and would like to help me shape that series, I would love. It's usually me doing it because I do it at the last minute. I'm trying to grow in my ability to invite people into it because I think we all just um, benefit from different brains, looking at something differently. Different. I love to research, but I'm not that great at teaching sometimes, and so I would love some help in terms of how do we communicate this to people in a, a more interesting way. So if you're a woman and you would like to help shape that series, come talk to me. Sweet.
4: Thank you.
2: <laughs> I want to invite Mr. Ken up here uh, to share a bit about some men's discipleship stuff, which is new. I um, just want to share a little bit about what's going on there and how that's been.
0: Hello, everyone. My name is Ken. I'm filling in for Mark Powers, uh, part of the men's discipleship group that's been meeting here on Sunday nights. Uh, we meet every other Sunday night. So next Sunday night at 7 to 8, 830, uh, we're going to be going through a book called The Disciplines of a Godly Man. In that book, um, you know, we're learning about what it means to be a Christian man of God, And how can we take these disciplines, um, good disciplines, godly disciplines, to help shape us up? Um, And so we're going – the chapters are based in, like, uh, specific themes. So, for example, uh, last week we went over the disciplines of marriage. Um, What are some of the biblical principles that we can apply to our life to uh, be godly men in marriage? And even if you're single, what does that look like to prepare for that? Um, And eventually when you – if and when you do get there. Um, next week, we're going to be going through the disciplines of fatherhood, and uh, so I'm definitely not a father yet, and <laughs> there are fathers in the group, and so this time we're going to be able to learn about you know what does it look like to uh, be a godly father, and how can we look more like Christ? And so um, talking about discipleship earlier, this means that you know we've carved out this time and space to have more of a structured setting to be able to open up to one another as men to grow and encourage one another in our walk. Um, so. It's open to every uh, man, and we're encouraging everyone to come by if you haven't joined us already. We still have a long, long way to go in the book, uh, but everyone's welcome. And, yeah, uh, next Sunday at 7. Thank you. Cool.
2: Thanks, thanks. thanks Ken. <clears throat> I want to invite uh, Kia Kirby to come up and share real quick about um, an opportunity that uh, does not yet exist, but will exist in the future. Um. Yeah,
13: um, so a few of the women are in a group me right now who are going to the Gospel Coalition Conference in June. Um, and so a few of us have already paid for that registration. We got like this free book in the mail. I was kind of surprised by it, honestly. Um, and so it's going through James through it's a eight week study. And it's a devotional Bible study. And so I just talked to them of, hey, we're going to this thing. We got this free book. Why not go through it together? And so um, we'd like to open it up to any woman who is not going to the, the conference um, to join with us. So we're going to do it in April and May. It's an eight-week, possibly nine-week study. And we're offering two different days. Um, so we're going to do a Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. We're going to offer child care. Um, and then we're gonna offer a Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. We still need to decide on that um, to meet just with women to go through the book. Um, I can send you the link of the book and how to get it. and if you need help with that, let us know too if you need um, like money, help. Um, but yeah, you got the picture I sent. Um, so I have a sign up sheet on uh, the Connect desk if you are interested in uh, doing it with us, starting in April. Women.
2: Oh. James. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> Thanks, Pia. Right. Now begins everyone's favorite section of the evening
1: Nate, the Nate Money Perry. <laughs> <laughs>
14: Nate
4: Biggs.
14: Oh, you guys are in for a real treat. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, numbers, charts, graphs, and most importantly, well, there's a meme built in here somewhere.
1: What?
14: Yes. And. Legible, Probably like the 60 team. point, <laughs> point across, the, across the void. Probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, next slide. <laughs> all right. I meant for the first slide. Everything else is debatable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's downhill for me. All right, so our, our finance team is um, Chad Richards, Keith Collins, Anthony Bavette, myself and Matt. And, and really our responsibilities are doing Sunday morning counting. We're, we're picking up the gifts. Uh, we do some reporting and budgeting, and, and really we're just we're helping these guys um, just talk and pray and, and consider how we are good stewards of the resources that God provides to the church that you guys are graciously giving uh, uh, to the church. And um, we're looking for new members, but specifically, it's a boys' club right now, so any of you women out here who would love to be a part of this, we would love to have you um, just talk to to any of us um would 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 love a female voice on the team. Mm-hmm. Cool. Next slide. So here we go. Get the first graph. Um. Beautiful. <laughs> so I, I think I, I just chills. I just wanted to say, you know, uh like so numerically giving's been increasing an average of thirteen percent a year. It's just crazy how the church has been growing. Um and we're, you know, really just thankful for that. Um, and then just 19 to 20 kind of levels out. We're, we're just kind of budgeting a, a just a modest increase from what we got last year, um, to be conservative, really. Next slide. Um, this is not so readable now that I look at it, but. <laughs> um, a couple things I wanted to point out, you know, we, um, are, there's staff expenses are, are, are the biggest expenses. There's an increase in this year. The, the guys haven't had raises in like four years. Um, so we gave some, some raises this year. Uh, we're continuing to, uh, put more funds towards, um, um, or church planning. yeah, church planning, um, and so support global go to support uh the, the church plant um there's a big increase there in operating expenses our rent and utilities are going up uh gosh so, and uh we're putting a lot more money towards teams and towards ministry expenses so we're, we're funding benevolence this year which we're all really excited about yeah next slide And we got the meme, so thank you guys. (laughs) You rock. Who doesn't love little baby memes? Um, But seriously, though, we really support, we're really thankful for your generosity um, and how you guys, you know, faithfully give to the church.
4: Can we go to the next slide, Sam? Um, We just want to always be, like Scott said earlier, just open and honest about what we have you know you, you can ask us anything and we'll open up quickbooks or we'll show you stuff and so this is just what we have in our account this is at the end of january and so our primary checking looks low but that's because all the bills have been paid and then over the month generally kind of you know money comes in but so that's our primary checking as of january 31st or february 1st um church planting we give To Cedar City, who we were able to plant in May of this or previous year, we get $1,750 a month. And so church planting looks high, but we've been saving for this opportunity for probably almost eight years. And so that is high, but it's kind of stacked knowing that we're going to deplete that over time for these purposes. And so we're giving um, to the church planting fund 9% a month to church planting right now. The goal is 10, and, and we want to get up there, and we think that we're close to that. But um, So that's where that is counted right now, 35708 and we're thankful for that, and it is getting used uh, on the regular. The emergency fund um, is $75,000, and our goal is to have three months of expenses in there. Um, we, we do learn from other people outside of this, like Dave Ramsey is an influence. We don't do everything that that happens, but we, we love you know wisdom, and we, we look at Proverbs and all that stuff. And so I don't know if you think that looks like a lot of money or a very little bit, but our desire is not to hoard anything and say gosh we were our trust is in money or in the count but we do say gosh like even as of last year um or 19 or 18 whatever it was it was a really rough year for us and we actually burned through about 25,000 dollars of that emergency fund as we shifted and some people moved and we sent out a church plant and so for us personally right now we do try to use wisdom and say gosh like we want to be able to have savings back for the rainy day, as Proverbs would say. And so our budget each month for this year is $25,500. And so our goal is to fund the emergency fund up to 76500 which would make it a full three months. And so we're very close, and by God's grace, with the extra we have from February, we'll be able to fully fund that emergency fund. Um, as Nate said, we do give regularly out of our benevolence fund. It's very low, but we've contributed to two needs in the last two months. And so we're using that fund and also putting money back into it And lastly, we haven't been saving because our goal, first off, is the emergency fund. And by God's grace, again, I think as February closes, we'll be able to start contributing to that um, as we look towards maybe saving for a building, as we save for ministry opportunity in Hamilton, Ohio. And we definitely look forward to praying about as we actually have extra money now, what we can do with that and how we can grow the kingdom. If you could go to the next slide, Sam. Um, Areas we want to better support, and I'll go through this fast, and I know it's I don't know if you're bored out of your mind or not. These are just some areas we want to grow in. And so church planning, it, um, to get to 10%, which is our desire, and we're a part of Acts 29, and, and we kind of commit to say this is our desire, is to give 10% away to church planning every year, and we're giving 9 So as we want to grow, our desire is to put $255 more per month to that as we as God allows. Local missions and benevolence, we're funding that a little bit. We would love to, as money allows and as um, God provides, give more towards there, about $200. As Nate said, um, we did get raises, which we are just grateful for and and humbled that, gosh, you are generous in that way. Um, We don't have retirement yet. The first thing we know that we could have done retirement was some of the extra funds, but we said, gosh, maybe just getting the salaries up to where we feel are healthy for us is the first step. And then we'll, Nate said, we've been able to contribute to those. um, Development resources, we'd love to grow by about $100 as we look at um, revamping some stuff around here. And so... We're not asking you just to all of a sudden write a check for $1,350 a month, but this is we want you to know, gosh, we would love to grow by this amount every month, and not that we will be able to do everything in the world that we want to do, but we would be very healthy at this point. And so, gosh, we just love for you to, to, to pray how you might be able to contribute to some of these things. Um, we are fine, and we are way healthier than we've been in the last two years, and so we're thankful. So by, by putting this up there, we're not trying to say that we're dying and we need this to survive, but these would be helpful as we have to fund those things. Is there one other slide, I think? Awesome. So the invitation, um, we would honestly, as, as you read through there, I won't read all that, but we would just love for you to be intentional and to be a good disciple. Um, that's what this is about. We're not here to say, man, we just want each of you to give more. We know that some of you are, are incredibly generous. We know that some of you give above and beyond your means, and, and we're grateful and we're humbled that you would do that. A practical thing that we invite you to do, I know that for, I have it written here, um, on Realm, I've talked to multiple people or, or heard multiple people say, you know, oh, I, I, I give. And one thing that messes that up is maybe you've set something up on Realm and whether there's like maybe a credit card that has expired or maybe you've set a date for, you know, I want to get between here and here and that's that's ended up or, or even, hey, sometimes I know like my spouse does that. I would just invite each of you, whether you're single or married, to, to have a conversation and say, hey, are, are we giving what we think that we're giving? And, and as, as you pray about this, are we giving what we feel God would want us to give? And this isn't about us reaching a certain number. This is not about a, you know, a budget item. But we would love for you guys to say, gosh, how do I get to steward my money in a way that honors God? How do I get to be a faithful disciple in all areas of my life, including the area of generosity? And so, man please pray for us. Um, Nate leads this team. I'm thankful for this guy. Thank you for the people that are here. I think our our team is probably one of the most represented teams, so take that, every other team. But um, Nate, do you have anything else, man, or are you good? Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. He's like, let me out of here quick. winning the
14: competition.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good.
14: Thank yeah. you for letting us talk about that. It's
2: good. No, you should apologize to everyone else. Um, so yeah, uh, we talked about earlier the importance of that. Certainly not just within the church, but also our presence in the city in the community um, is important as well. Uh, we're going to share some details in the future about what it looks like for us to be present in our neighborhood more this year. I'm really excited about that. By by our neighborhood, I mean literally like walk outside the block surrounding here. We want to be more present um, in this part of town. Uh, but I want to invite Kia Kirby back up again for the <laughs> second time uh, to share about, uh, I think she's actually winning she's tonight. To she's this is winning. She's uh, <laughs> To share a bit about Alive
13: After Five. Hello. Okay, so Alive After Five. um, We've done this. This will be our third year doing Alive After Five. Um, This is actually Alive After Five's sixth year um, in the city of Hamilton. And so they're actually doing things a little bit differently this year. Um, It's starting in May, and it's only like May, June, July, August this year. Uh, They're just not doing as many months, which is fine. So it's a shop hop event in downtown Hamilton and then goes to Main Street, so like all the way to Walgreens. All the shops are open late. Uh, There's like family-friendly activities. And then because we're in the downtown location, we uh, were allowed to set up a booth in downtown. Um, And as far as I know, there's like not any other... Not downtown Hamilton businesses doing a booth, let alone a church. So I think it's a really cool opportunity to set up a tent. Tammy, uh, Tammy Tucker makes some really cool crafts. The kids keep coming back every month after month just for the crafts. Honestly, they're that cool. Um, we have snacks, we have drinks, and then we just get a chance to meet new people, tell them that we that our basement is <laughs> two blocks away if they'd like to come down and hang out.
4: <laughs> that does sound creepy. Um, <laughs> yeah. We don't but, usually say
13: it. We,
1: <laughs> like that. We, we do not invite the kids to hang out in the basement. That's not what you're saying. It's like,
13: not as creepy as it sounds, but we've seen. <laughs> we have had, no, not in that creepy way, <laughs> but we have had a lot of fruit from it, I feel like. We've had people come here on Sunday mornings. We've had people come to groups before. We've had people just give us a check on a Thursday at Alive After Five because they've seen us show up every single month, and they just felt called to give us uh, money for crafts or for gifts. Um, so I think it's been a really cool opportunity just to meet people in Hamilton that we n- might not normally meet. Um, and it's really cool to just serve families in that particular way. It's a lot of, it's mostly kids crafts. Um, And so we would love help with that as well. I have another sign-up sheet at the Connect desk. It's getting real full right now. Um, Just with help with if you want to provide a snack or a drink or if you just want to donate money, and we can figure that out. Um, If you want to help Tammy with crafts, if you're really gifted in that way, or you just want to join the official team in general. Um, We need help with setup and cleanup all the time. But um, I don't know. It's just a really cool unique event that's already happening in Hamilton, and we get to be a part of it, and uh, a couple years ago, they did music on, no, not music on Maine, they did the Alive uh, to Five, was it music on Maine when we did caroling? Yeah,
7: it was music on yeah, Maine. Yeah, so
13: there's a music on Maine in the fall every year, and Alive to Five people actually reach out to us and was like, hey, village people, do you want to carol at music on Maine, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> I'm not caroling, <laughs> but <laughs> do not want to hear me sing. Um, so, but we had an h- incredible group of people um, go and carol at different places and they had the village shirts on and just got to, I don't know, what a cool opportunity of a church in Hamilton to go to businesses and just to show up and serve them in that way. So it's been really, really incredible experience. Um, I don't know how long Alive Five will keep happening Um, it's a six year, it kind of keeps getting shorter and shorter every year. (laughs) So, um, it's actually this year it's on, the first one is May 29th. It's on a Friday now. It's on a Thursdays and it's the first one is later in the summer. It normally starts in April. Um, so would love for you guys to join us, um, contact me or sign up on the sheet if you would like to help.
2: Another way we get to be present is through our role out in the community. And so I want to invite Katie Powers. Um, I know she's here. Uh, There she is. Um, Just to share a little bit about uh, Young Lives. I think she's wrapping the shirt and everything, too, tonight. Awesome. Uh, But, yeah, just want to let her share uh, for a bit about that ministry, what's going on there.
15: Thank you. Okay, I'm here. Uh, So just five weeks ago, uh, my husband and I became parents. Uh, We got... So, thanks for everyone who has been praying for that. Um, God works through prayer, and it's been a long journey, and so we've gotten a taste a little bit of what parenthood looks like. I'm running on not much sleep, so please just be gracious. I don't know what's about to come out of my mouth. Um, So, I have been a part of the Ministry of Young Lives um, for probably the past seven or eight years. The village has been a part of the ministry for the past nine years since it got started in, in Hamilton. Um, KK uh, and I have shared pretty much every year uh, up here with you, so you probably are familiar with what we're doing, um, reaching out to young women in the community who are mothers and teenagers um, and also caring for their families. And so this connects in so many ways that we've talked about. Um, 1 Thessalonians 2 8. Oh, gracious. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Holden. Okay, so uh, 1 Thessalonians 2 8 says, Michael, I just stole this from you. Um, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. So that is what we do in Young Lives. Um, we meet once a month. Here at the village, and when we were at the 333, we met at the village. And so, um, the ministry of coming alongside teen moms and meeting once a month has remained the same. The really awesome thing is over the past year, uh, a huge transition has happened where KK, who's helped start the ministry in Hamilton. Um, stepped back. Basically, a lot of different things going on. She uh, had some overlap in her job at the JDC where she has more contact with potential teen moms, and so overlap wasn't um, possible anymore. So uh, we set out to find someone to fill in that role, and we found a really amazing person, Cammie Dixon, um, who is familiar with the Young Life Ministry and is just doing a really awesome job. She started in November, which is the same time as our Thanksgiving 5K. Many of you have participated uh, or are on the team, Faye. Uh, And so she kind of hit the ground running, and she has uh, really asked me to communicate a couple things. First of all, just like such gratitude for the ability to use this space to host this ministry. So it's a ministry that's unique. Um, from other ministries because it's not run by the village, uh, but it happens at the village. And for the first time um, in our history, we've had enough uh, mentors. So we have about one mentor per one girl, which is an incredible um, opportunity of discipleship. So we've had like three mentors, two mentors, nine to 20 girls. Um, Now we have nine mentors, nine girls. We have 18 girls on the roster, but more like nine that are regularly committed. So that's huge. And again, that's through prayer. Um, Another thing she asked me to communicate was to please be praying that we could continue to connect with teen moms in the community. So um, again, God works through prayer. So if you could just join us in praying that uh, he would bring the harvest. He would um, bring the girls. He's actually provided the laborers, Uh, so we have, and this is also, Bailey, you're talking about who could I possibly disciple, these young moms come from um, a spot like where they are in, I mean, I'm a mom of five weeks, and it's tough, (laughs) you know more than me, so uh, you could certainly come alongside someone and care for them, and that's the huge thing, gospel knowledge, We know the gospel, almost of us, and um, we can share that, but it's sharing our lives. Um, So if you're interested in being a mentor, we would always love uh, to hear from you. Also, we have um, opportunities to bring a meal. So if you have a community group that would like to um, show up and just be a part of one of our monthly clubs and bring a meal, uh, there's space for that. And you can always donate diapers. Uh, We're looking for diapers sizes 3 and up currently. Um, and finally, there's our once-a-year fundraiser. So the fundraiser is our Thanksgiving 5K, which is, this is one of our shirts. Um a part-time staff person, which, again, like, God is just, like, continuing to grow and build this ministry um, alongside the village. Uh, we have our first mentor from the village church who is uh, helping out, El- Elizabeth Vaughnville. So super excited to have her there. And we have um, David Craig Clout and his community group. Maybe some of you are here coming now on a regular basis um, to help with security and cleanup in various different ways Um, and then emily blundell is also leading our child care during club and so those are like again different ways that if you think of something if um, young lives is laid on your heart um, to contribute to uh, ministering to these young women in our community and their children please just let me know or i have cammy dixon's information you can let her know uh, thanks so much.
2: Thanks, Katie. <applause> <laughs> <laughs> I want to invite Ken and Lauren, both cool. of you can come up, uh, to share um, about Haven House as well as like uh, uh, a particular opportunity um, that we have to step into. So Ken and Key are tied now.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> For one of, one one of you up. think of something else to share <laughs> quick. Let's <laughs> <That's> arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, everyone. Um, I'm up here with my wife, Lauren. Um, <laughs> Couple of things I want to touch uh, based on an opportunity to serve, and that's at the Haven House. So a couple Sundays ago, Josh Bowling actually got up here and shared about the opportunity to be able to serve and uh, share a meal with some of the um, uh, local residents in the community that are going through a really hard time. They're going to the Haven House because they've uh, lost a job, they're in transition, maybe they don't, you know, they don't have a place to stay. So the Haven House provides housing and resources to be able to help. With whether it's you know finding a job, um, definitely keeping uh, their family safe. And we get to go there once a month, the fourth uh, Friday of every month. We go there and we spend about an hour, we serve a meal, and we also uh, sit down with them and provide a craft. So it's really folks there as well. Um, we're looking to expand who gets to serve meals up, uh, for the Haven House. So. We have uh, people who serve, and then we have people who donate only, and that's perfectly fine. Then we also have people who serve and also uh, donate food. And so we want to open this up. If you want to be able to serve in a particular capacity, we'd love for you to be able to donate. So if you want to, hey, uh, you know, I want to be able to provide a salad, that's perfectly fine. Uh, we have a group meet uh, where we usually send out the amount of people who's going to be uh, at the house on uh, that particular week. And then we send that out, and then we uh, prepare meals, and we go ahead and serve. So if you'd like to serve, donate, or do both, please let me know. Um, More details to come on The Realm. And Lauren has an opportunity. (laughs)
16: <laughs> yeah, um, thanks for this opportunity. I just wanted to share for um, a couple minutes about a ministry that I'm a part of outside of the village, um, but would like to the opportunity to see a um, prison ministry called Kairos, um, and we go into Dayton Correctional um, Institute for Women um, March 19th through the 22nd. And so what this ministry is about is sharing the gospel um, with the women who are imprisoned, Um, And really coming alongside of them and as we've been talking about tonight, actually being a mentor um, to them. And even after the week, um, we help connect them to community groups within the prison so that they can continue on their um, spiritual journey. And so it's a four day event where we are there, sun up to sundown in the prison, um just coming alongside the women, getting to know them, um, hearing about their their stories, and also um, getting to share the gospel with them. Um, so there's a couple of um, things that um, I wanted to ask for. Um, Number one is prayer. So throughout the week, we try to um, have every hour of the day being covered by prayer um, that these women's uh, lives would be open to uh, Christ. If anyone's interested in um, signing up to pray um, either Thursday the 19th through the 22nd, um, that would be really awesome. Um, secondly, um, I have, if any of you like to bake, I have an opportunity for what we call Jesus cookies. Um, and so in the weekend, um, we provide girls with bags of cookies that they get to eat because obviously prison food isn't that good, but also get to share with other inmates, so they get to talk about like, what they're learning in the ministry and share that with others. So if you're interested in baking, um, I actually need 50 dozen cookies, so not 50, 50 dozen Um, And so if you're interested in that if you want to I'll have a sign-up sheet for that as well Um, Just sign up to uh, bake a dozen cookies and they just go in one dozen per like a gallon bag Um, And then I will be able to um, pick those up on March 22nd So um, on the sign-up sheet which will be out to connect us my numbers on there So we can coordinate pickup if you're interested in that And then, lastly, um, if you have kids who like to color, um, another thing that we do for women is at each meal we'll have placemats at their table, um, and we have kids color them and do encouraging messages and encouraging pictures, just to bring a little light um, into a dark place. And so, um, I have placemats if your kids like to color um, that you can grab from from me um, and bring those back in um, as well. So,
11: cool.
2: Hey, thanks, guys. Two last things real quick. Adam, do you want to cast some vision? for?
6: Yeah, so real quick, I think uh, we have an incredible opportunity to to be the church. I don't know if you realize or, or how much you engage kind of what's going on culturally and politically. And again, when I think of family, most families try to shy away from that and don't talk about those things. But we want to be a healthy family that can create safe spaces to have those uh, discussions. Um, really, this hit home a couple weeks ago. There's a guy I hang out with regularly or, or chat. We're on the phone talking one afternoon, and he said, Hey, man, like, would you ever want to talk about uh, like voting and, and politics and how you think about that? And, and But he was afraid to ask me that because he knew this would open up a whole area of my life that he might not agree with or that would be uncomfortable for us. And so I just thought, Man, that's not good. We should be able to talk about these things. So, thinking about, we, we did truth, truth and culture, faith and culture. Uh, a couple of years ago, and it was every month, and we looked at a couple of hard hard topics and things to, to, to bring to that forum, and it was really fruitful, and I think a lot of people benefited from it. Uh, we don't have a lot of details, but we'd like to create maybe one or two kind of uh, uh, gatherings around this where we'd be intentional, uh, again, create a safe space to share not who you should vote for in 2020 or how you should think about... Uh, various topics, but more of just what is going on, how can we be biblical and faithful and apply the gospel and the kingdom of God, Jesus is Lord, uh, to, to how we engage. And if you're on any social media platform, you know, there's one or two perspectives you can have, and they're both the devil, depending on where you're at the side. And there's a little bit more nuance, and a little bit more that we need to understand about what is happening. And I think as a church, I know some of us are really called to say, "Hey, how can we? How can we do this and help lead well um, when it's not always comfortable uh, to talk about?" So be be on the lookout for those things. Hopefully, one or two uh, maybe need several months to prepare that stuff, but um, we'll communicate more as as the details come. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Adam. Uh seven thirty-two. Um if you need to go back and get your kids, go, go back go back and get your kids. Uh at this point, if you have any pressing questions, um feel free to ask now. Um open that up for just a minute.
6: Who I think you should vote for? <laughs>
2: just poking the bear, buddy. Your time's done. Go, go on, go Cut on the mic. <laughs> Cut the mic. Uh, we will stick around with you. Um, Matt, would you pray for us just to close yeah. our time together? Thanks.
4: Let's pray. God, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you that um, you love us. Thank you that we get to be, have the opportunity to be a part of your family. And, God, we're grateful for the Village Church, and we pray that as, as we gather together and as we scatter, it wouldn't be about just the Village Church, but that we would know whom... We, um, what family we're a part of, that we're part of your family, and that we would care about those people that aren't a part of this family yet. That we would love those that we are around at work, at the store. God, that you would give us hearts for, for people, for discipleship, for prayer. And God, we just want to say thank you for um, what we heard tonight. God, thank you for the opportunities that are before us. And we pray that you would give us grace and wisdom as we step into these. And, God, we pray that we would be controlled by your spirit, that that he would lead us, knowing that Jesus is our lead pastor. And, God, I pray that each of us would serve well, that each of us would be mindful of what you want us to be a part of. And, God, that you would equip us in that. We need you. We love you. We want to be faithful to the mission that you have given to us. And we pray this in your good name. Amen.
2: Thank you all. Stop by the Connect desk. Sign up for uh, 50 dozen cookies, please. All right.